Okay, Rabbi say we begin a new Perak here in Shara Kniya, Perak Hamishi, the fifth chapter of Shara Kniya, the gates of humility. And here, as is the style of Chavis Havavis, he's going to give us a whole list again, a list of different scenarios, different opportunities that one could use to try to conjure up the thought of humility, and he'll take us one by one through these various steps. And uh, let's begin the first paragraph. But the ways, the methods to be to acquire this trait of humility, and the way that will be easier for a person to become humble. Chavis knows that we need some hand-holding. We need... Shortcuts. We need easy ways to be able to acquire this trait of humility. So he says, I'll give you the easy way to do it. But once you're going to have to be ready to take on the following. The, the mind, the consciousness of the person is going to have to always be thinking about these seven things. And that always doesn't mean every second of the day, obviously. We have a lot of things that we have to occupy our minds with. Torah thoughts, when we're davening to tefillah, when we're working, we have to focus on what we're doing. But Tumen means that there should always be in the back of our minds and always should come up when we have a moment. When we're taking a walk, we're driving in the car. When we're uh, taking a lunch break and no one else is with us and we can concentrate ourselves, focus on what we want to think about, suddenly these seven thoughts should come into a person's mind. Echad Mayam, one of them is as follows. And he gets a little bit graphic over here, the Chavis Havavos, in describing the human being, the beginnings of a human being, and all the way till the end of a human being, and how frail and mortal the human being is. One is the one thought is Shairish Havayosai. The the beginning, the root, the origin of a person in his beginnings minhabalinus vahadam. Some have the gears of the version ha not halbalinus but halavinus. But it means from that putrid drop, it means from that small bit of zera that is given by the father, instilled into the mother, and that, together with the dam, together with blood, that circulates throughout within the uterus, which nourishes the fetus, miraculous it is, that's certainly, that's certainly true, when actually in Shara B'china, in a different section of this Sefer, he speaks at length about the greatness of understanding that the human being is created from a little drop and sustained and nourished for months on end, sometimes up to nine months long, within the womb of the of the mother, it's just sheer miraculous to think about it. it obviously, proves once again Hakadosh Baruch Hu's in, intelligent design in the world, but that's. A different thought process, and that's all. That's true, but here, once a person thinks about it, he says, "Who am I? Where did I originate from? 
Sometimes a person thinks, ah, you know, I'm so good looking, or I'm so good at this or that, and a person starts getting thoughts of gaiva, of haughtiness. So Chavazavavah says, one second, just take a moment and think back, where do you originate from? You originate like every human being, except for other Marishan, from a, a a drop of semen, from a zera that was in, shot in by the father, the hadam, and then sustained and nourished and grown through the dam, through blood. And this is acher, his absham, uva'oishrechem. This is all after it disintegrates, it rots, it has a foul odor. Oof. Who wants to think about these things? Maybe when you met, when you went to med school, you know they went you through the whole process and how it happens. Okay, it was just science. But Chavisavavis is saying, let's think about it for a moment. You know what? What is a person? Where did he originate from? And how is the, this fetus sustained? Again, it's a miracle on one end, but on the other end, think about it. He, he wasn't exactly in a five-star hotel. He wasn't given lush carpet and soft blankets and fed on a silver tray. But rather it was from blood, from impure blood, all the days that he was sustained, those months in the mother's womb. Okay, so that's where he starts from. Then he finally emerges into this world. A little infant, he's weak. Vidal he's so impoverished in terms of his abilities to move his body, his limbs, he can't he can't really move. The infant can't move. You know, we think about it, a person who's capable, an adult, and never he becomes crippled and confined and has to be carried around and has to be wheeled around. This is the state of a baby. We don't look at it like that because we hope eventually, of course, it will emerge from that get healthy and strong, but the little baby, he can't even, can't even crawl, can't even move. Everything has to be done for it. It's helpless. And that's every one of us. That's who we were. We were helpless little creatures, helpless beings, having to rely on others. And then after that, we went from one level to another level, one degree to another degree, in terms of the faculties and the abilities of a person. But then eventually that too goes until the person reaches the majority of his days. So however long a person will live, David Amela says the average the average person lives seventy years. With strength eighty years. Now has extended the average lifespan of a human being, we can go to 90 years and beyond. But even that, even if a person lives to a ripe old age of 90, 95 years old, still in all, still in all, what is he at that point? At that point, what can he do? What can he do? What, what is he able to do? Actually, once he reaches old age, he starts, his bones start aching, and he doesn't have so much so much control of sometimes his bodily functions. Other things are hurting. The plumbing system doesn't work as well. You know, the uh, the aches and pains that a person has. Right? Docs, you know what we're talking about. Right? 
they, they come to you to complain, right? You know, the, the arthritis going on. So a person thinks about himself, the great human being, you know, what are we already? We start as, as the, uh, people created from putrid, rotten things, sustained by blood. We emerge in helpless creatures, helpless beings. Once we go, the majority of our days, the things start breaking down. They're not as healthy as they were. They start getting weak. And then the person actually, old age creeps up on him. Until he fills his days. So it's a very interesting depiction of of the human being, certainly one side of it. And perhaps we don't like to always think about it so much, but Chavis is suggesting over here that a way to be able to come to a realization and acquire the trait of humility is to think, you know, what am I, what am I thinking I'm so great of? What am I made of? Where did I come from? Where am I going to? And I, and for the short amount of time that I'm on this world, I should think I'm really something special. So that's the, the first thought process. It takes a little bit further. Let's just finish the paragraph here. One of the wise men said about this, He says, I'm so amazed sometimes. I'm perplexed. Again, extremely graphic over here that he have the human being who went through the same track that the urine goes through, that the blood emerges from, and he goes through this twice. Why twice? Well, one on the way in when the Zera goes into the woman, and then one on the way out after the baby emerges. How could this being become haughty and feel pride in his heart? The truth is that thinking about these thoughts and similar thoughts, just in terms of the origination of a person, the origins where he starts from, what he's created from. But again, at the same time, our Kodesh Baruch who made it in such a fascinating way that Indeed, from almost nothingness, from a tipa, from a little drop, comes a whole human being with 248 limbs and 365 veins and arteries and, uh, and the limbs, the heart, the lung, the, the bones, the structure, the skeleton. I mean, it's, it's sheer amazement. But at the same time, HaKadosh Baruch could have made it just from, from, a, from a, like a, a flower blossoming into the person. But it's not the way it is. Hashem does it specifically from dirty things, from impure things, from blood. That's what sustains the child. That's what the person is created from. Because because thinking about this, similar thoughts, it really demands and brings out humility. Himself, Describe this in one of the Psukim and tell him. Hashem, Mo'odam, what is the human being already? What is a person that you should care so much about him? What is, in the end of the day, what is a person? V'omar Iyav says, Odom is Yalud Isha. What is a person? He's a Yalud Isha. He's someone who's born from a woman. And all of this, Chavos takes that one little Pasuk in Iyav. He's born from a woman. 
He understands that's what Eev is saying. The message is this. He's born from a woman. That means the whole creation of it was in that womb of the woman. And how is he being sustained from all of the blood that was around? All of that, that's the human being. But Omar once again says, What am I? I'm a worm. I'm not even considered a man. An idea, an expression of humility. But Omar Afki Enoishrima, a man will become a worm who ben Adam Tailea. And the human being a maggot. Eventually a person is buried, his his goof, his body is buried. And what happens when a person's body is buried? Indeed, the worms get to the person, the worms eat the person, the maggots crawl all over the person. Not a very pleasant thought to think about. But if a person wants to, from time to time, Rabbi Zvobah said it should be constant, consistent, but from time to time to think about these thoughts, what is a person already? These thoughts indeed will help a person come to a thought of humility, of kniya, of proper humility before Hashem. And we'll see really, Hashem, tomorrow night we'll see that all of this is really depicted in one Mishnah. And we'll have to disclose that Mishnah tomorrow night. I go tonight.